Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, pubiet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a terrific show for today with an amazing guest, Romanian athlete Mihai Pociano joins the show. Mihai is competing in skeleton and is currently training for the 2022 Winter Olympic Games in Beijing. On today's episode, Mihai chats about how he's adapted his training over the last year and how he prepares himself for the intense G-forces that accompany skeleton. Mihai also chats about what it's like coming from a family of athletes. And finally, he gives us some recommendations for anyone visiting Romania for the first time. Really, really enjoyed my conversation with Mihai. It was certainly a thrill. Excited for everyone to meet him. So let's go ahead and bring on Romanian skeleton athlete Mihai Pociano. And let's learn. Did you try all of them when you first started? Tried a bit luge, but I didn't like it because I luge is not so, I don't know, for me it's pretty boring, you know, it's not so active, it's just like sitting and just sliding. Okay. And I always like to train a lot, to run, to go to gym, to, and I wanted to do bobsleigh. That was my wish always because my dad it, did it a lot, but uh, because I don't have such a good uh, body for that, a good weight, I'm just uh, 79 kilos. Mm. Uh, I couldn't do it, or and when I maybe now I can do it, but when I started, I was like 60 kilos or something like that, and yeah. skeleton was the other choice. Yeah, you mentioned your father did bobsleigh. Yeah, I said also in uh, in the questions. Yeah, my father did bobsleigh. He went to, if I'm not wrong, he didn't miss any Olympics since 1994. He was a two like an athlete and the other like for coach for Romanian boat team. Oh wow! I'm curious about growing up. You're competing in skeleton now. What were the sports and activities you participated in when you were young, and when did you first find yourself interested in skeleton? I grew up in a sport family. Besides, my dad uh, did track and field and bobsleigh. My mom did also track and field. So they were both athletes. And since I was three, four years old, I was already <laughs> supporting them on the stadium, if I can say it like that. Uh, I started also to compete in track and field when I was maybe 11 or 12. And I competed every year for our national champs and juniors. But I don't know, I never been like the top athlete. I was always like on fourth place, third place, something like that. And I didn't quite like it. And because my dad was in bobsleigh, I knew that it's going to be a selection for Youth Olympic Games in Lillehammer in for 2016 and with two years before it was a selections for new athletes to prepare them to to go to youth olympics and i found out about it easy and i wanted to as i said i wanted to do bobsleigh but because of my body weight and everything i had to choose skeleton then i got that selection i got in the team and that's how i started and since that i after two years, I didn't compete in track and field anymore, and I just remained in skeleton for since 2014. already seven years old. Wow. <laughs> yeah, when you were young, who were some of the athletes that you enjoyed watching or sports that you enjoyed watching? 
Mm, I was always impressed by <laughs> using ball. Don't know why. Okay. It, doing track and field, I was always always when I hear someone, when I was seeing something about track and field, when it was on TV, I was turning on everything and I was just watching it and I don't know, everyone and I was always waiting just for, for him to see it. Don't know why exactly. Yeah, because like he was great, that's why. Yeah, can be possible. Like, still, I still like him, but I can't say I'm a huge fan, but I was just impressed about it. What are okay. some of the advantages and disadvantages of having family who are competitive athletes as well, because I'm sure in a lot of ways it's helped you out, but there's also sometimes it's probably frustrating as well. Uh, don't know exactly. Uh, now for physical training, my dad is my coach. I train with him every day. Okay. So about this, I always see it like a pretty good thing because he is supporting me. I know always what I have to do. We talk about that when we are home, but uh, maybe like a disadvantage, what I don't like, it's like being with your coach always, it's not yeah. so good. You know? <laughs> or no, or if I go in the city with the boys or whatever, he knows about everything. And maybe this is, can be a disadvantage, but but I think our more advantages, so, so it's okay. Yeah, I'm sure it's pretty difficult when you've had a frustrating day at home and then you have to see the same person as your coach. I'm sure that can get old quick. But. Exactly. Or I don't know. It happens maybe to do sometimes a party or whatever, or being a bit late than usually. And he found out directly, you know, because he's home. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Something like that. Just little things, but, but in, in the general, just advantages. It's, it's great. Well, you have your sights set on the Beijing Olympics. So right now, what is an average training day for you? And then physically, what's the hardest part about skeleton? At the moment, I'm like, I don't know how to call it in English. Like, I have days off. I, don't, not in, I just finished the season one month ago, and I'm just chilling, relaxing, okay. resting. And the, our full preparation is going to begin in two weeks. Okay. And when it's starting serious, I'm doing like uh, maybe four hours training a day with train trainings a week. And I would say that most difficult thing physically, it's about skeleton. Besides preparing for summer in the winter, is getting used with those G-forces with pressures on the track. Yeah. And from my point of view, uh, Endurance can be also a thing because it can be really exhausting sometimes to stay four, five, six hours to the track in the cold, then go in the garage to prepare the, your, your sled two more hours, then go to a gym to then lose your uh, physical training and like kind of marathon, you know, and sometimes it's so exhausting and this in the summer can be like a training for this too. How does one prepare for the G-forces? That's something that you, you can't really just go to the gym and, and sit in a G-force machine. So how do you prepare for that? Yeah. Uh, in, um, in our country, in my hometown, we are not so we don't have so many things for that. But for example, other nations, from what I know, they have kind of those things and they prepare for it. We, me, just hard training and training every we try to train every muscle to make it stronger. So 
when I'm gonna get on the track after some months. Anyway, thanks to days, it's everything hurting. <laughs> it's yeah. normal. But after you just you just get used and it's okay. Some of the other yeah. athletes in sliding sports have told me that you get limited amount of time actually on a track, on a skeleton track. So th for them, they yeah. use a lot of they use a lot of technology when they're not in it. So they maybe use a video that shows the turns of a track. So for you, what aspects of technology do you use to get extra practice in, extra reps in? Yeah, about the timing on the track. Yeah, well, bobsleigh, skeleton, and luge are all on the same tracks. And just imagine that the season is like five, six months long, and all those three sports are on just for example just some tracks in europe which are always open so space is not so is not always a lot of time it's not like you just go in a gym and you just train for one thing you have two three minutes a day on the track and that's all that's the for what you train just for those minutes those seconds on the track and again i say that i think other nations they have kind of this technology kind of uh, Mm, don't know exactly how to call it like a simulator maybe yeah something okay. like that yeah i don't have that and i will just doing sometimes some mental runs like just imagine the tech thinking that it remember it and where i am on the curve and trying to to steer it like just imagine that i'm on that track or just basic a video on youtube with the track and something like that nothing more your eyes are set on the Beijing Olympics, and the last year, training was changed dramatically. I'm sure that there were times where you couldn't get as much practice in because certain things were closed. And there were probably also times where you weren't sure about the future. You weren't certain if the Beijing Olympics were even going to happen. So in what ways did you change your training over the last year, and how did you handle all of the frustrations that came with the closures? Uh, yeah, Beijing are... Uh Beijing Olympics are the main goal and that's the dream what I'm working every day and about pandemic it was quite okay because it came like when it was the, the the highest point of it it was like in this period when we just finished the season when we didn't have to do a lot of training but of course it was too long at one moment and I just started to do some trainings in my garden <laughs> in, at my house what I could just basic exercises basic training just to don't lose my shape and then with weeks we were just waiting it to get back to normal and then it came stadium can go to allow to go to stadium and allowed to go to gym and it came to normal and when we saw that tokyo games they will be delayed then we started to think oh what if we would happen the same but actually we are a bit lucky that 2023 is a bit more far so i think it's not going to be any trouble it's going to be okay nothing yeah. is going to change what do you feel is the yeah. biggest lesson you learned from the last year mm, about about it i think in in skeleton about skeleton and about life also uh, if i could answer this question just in one word i would say patience okay because yeah i got it uh, also in life patient it can be really good about everything and especially in skeleton where uh, every hundred of the second matters and sometimes i don't have enough patience and that's making it even worse from hurting 
getting a rush just to do a simple steering from just wanting to go faster to training or just th- just little things which really matters at one moment. Well, skeleton is very exciting, but it also can be dangerous. And with that, it's going to require intense focus. So how do you make sure that you're in the right mindset going down the track? What are some of the mental health things you do during the week or maybe before you go down the track to make sure you have proper focus? Sometimes it's just happening to do the wrong thing in the wrong place or just to can't focus too much or to be tired or not to be or to do the things that you should. And it's depending actually on what track you are. If it's going to be a simple one, then this is not going to happen. Anything is just a bad run. You go forward. If it's a bit more tricky track, a bit more difficult, it can hurt also <laughs> a bit. It's depending. But to just remain focused, I don't think actually there are too many mental health practices. Uh, maybe some athletes, some top athletes have like a psycholog, psycholog, I say it right, with them. Make them be always optimistic, always focused there. And I think that's just the thing. And from what I saw and I saw to everyone, they all try to do their own routine, their own things in their own way, even just stupid, stupid things or just some details. And I think just that's the, the thing which makes you just to be focused there, to to have two minutes there where it's just you and to focus on the track and nothing else. And we have also those, maybe this is the only exercise, those mental runs, which is everyone doing them before every run or after every run. We just do a mental run to think about what we did, how it's going, what we have to do. Just to imagine like an, like an extra run on the track, but just in our mind to see how the curves are coming, where we have to steer, things like that. Yeah. Now, when it comes to time away from skeleton and time away from competing and training, I know you like to travel. In the last year, you went to a country that I went to recently. You went to United Arab Emirates and you were in Dubai. So what, what were your thoughts of being in Dubai? Yeah, it was, uh, I always wished to, to go there. And it was exactly before pandemic. And because I, I travel a bit, I like that. But I didn't have too much time to travel like in different places, always in the same places where I go because skeleton in cold places, winter places, and I just wanted to go in a holiday and I went there to to visit and it was so different that it wasn't I don't know I just had like I traveled to a country after a while to to do nothing to be in a holiday to rest to chill to have fun. It was totally different and about their countries just. <laughs> No, no words. So it's like completely another word there. They are so, so different. Everything is different. Well, what I loved about United Arab Emirates in, in Dubai is that there's so many things to do and so many different activities and so many landmarks. I know that you were hanging out with camels and you're on the waterfront. What was maybe your, your favorite activity that you did while you were in Dubai? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know exactly. There, there are a lot of things like when you go first time there, you are excited about everything. So. Yeah. Um, I would say going in the uh, top of the highest building in the world, in Burj okay. Khalifa, that's maybe it's not so fun, but just seeing the, like the world from that, that point and yeah. just, I don't know, actually some people are working there. They are living there. It's, it's amazing. I don't know. It's, 
it was like you could see so far i don't know <laughs> like yeah. it's i can i can't describe what what you see there like i thought it's just you go on a high point and you see something but no it's something more it's yeah. really that high <laughs> i didn't go yeah. to the top i just i i went to the bottom and i you know walked around and, and took pictures but i didn't go to the top so i'm gonna have to do that next time yeah for sure for sure for sure and then did you visit the the mall the gigantic mall that they have oh yeah of course <laughs> of <laughs> course and also yeah they have everything from i think in that mall that's also a thing which i don't think we you can find in every country or in every city they have from even if you are poor or even if you are so rich everything is that mall you can find everything for you yeah and be, beside it's huge and i got lost a, a while there just to get out that's oh. another part but <laughs> yeah I, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't get out of there either once you're in there it's so difficult to even find the exit i agree so yeah. what's next for you i know that you're on break right now you're resting and then in a couple of weeks you're going to start back up so what are the next major events coming up for you will be some months of training for sure just to we have like a quote to to say a strong winter athlete it's built is built in the summer so we just preparing for that and as i said qualifying for olympic games is the main goal and those qualifying races will start if i'm not wrong at the end of october so i think those those are those are the main races before i get you out of here i have to ask for someone visiting romania for the first time what would be your recommendation mm, a lot of people have a pretty bad impression about romania but it's true some places are not so good not so great or Trust me, some places are like nowhere else. It's really worth to go. And depends exactly what you like. If you want to see old cities, you you have a lot of options. You can go to Brasov, to Sikishara, Cluj, uh, Sibiu, you know, a lot of them. If you want to see nature, then you can just go again to Brasov, again to, to Brandcastle, where you can see everything, mountains, uh, it's a while a lot of things to butchage mountains to to danube belt to to constanza where is the sea black sea i don't know it, there are a lot of things like i would say if you really love traveling you really need like 10 days maybe just mm. to be everywhere and maybe it still wouldn't be enough yeah how about the food and the drink that everybody should try when they go to romania <laughs> uh, depending on everyone but from what i i had i had some friends came in from other countries to, to to me and they all were impressed about the food and from what i saw also we really have a lot of good food and a lot of traditional food even if it's not so healthy or even if it's a bit too fat but it's great like you can eat i don't know if you hear it about sarmale momaliga uh, a lot of things a lot of things and it's depending also on the region where you are so you have so many options and about drinks just i think if you talk about alcohol then you really have to taste suica okay. <laughs> that's the yeah that's the strongest one and again it's depending on regions but uh, i 
Edward, I tell you before that your neck is going to burn a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Sign me up for that. I know Mihaela, she recommended it was either borscht or goulash. I forget what it was one of the, one of the two she recommended. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, both. They are like kind of soups. So yeah. also, I, I told you, just depending on the region, there are a lot of things traditional, a lot of food. Like I, I would need one day just to see everything. I look forward to visiting there soon. This was a lot of fun. This has been so much fun chatting with you. And I'm, I'm looking forward to your journey to the Beijing Olympics. How can people follow your career? How can they follow your life? Thank you so much for, for this. I appreciate it. I'm just, I have a basic name, <laughs> Mihai Pochoyano. I'm on Instagram, on Facebook. If you want to see my daily routine, some training, some traveling stuff, nothing so special. So that, yeah. yeah. Well, this was really fun. I'm glad we got to link up. I'd love to chat again down the road, especially as we get closer to the Olympics, but just thank you for today. Okay, thank you too. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation, Mihai. Be sure to give him a follow on Instagram as he continues on in preparation for the Olympic Games in Beijing next year. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like... You know, New York's favorite son.